What is up? We are back. Tony in the field. Tony in the field. Oh my God. I love those guys. So excited to be on Tony in the field. Love the show. Oh man. I can't wait. I'm fired up. Preston, what's on the menu, brother? The gloves are coming off. James catches, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History part of Tie game with five seconds remaining. Swoops. Dancing for the win! Texas is back, folks! Indiana's 9 out of 12. Oh! Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Tony and The Field coming to you on Sunday, February 18th, 2024. On The Field, a.k.a. Preston Highfield holding it down in Austin, Texas, USA. He is Big Tony holding it down in Hawaii, having a good time out there on that tropical paradise. And we are here to bring you some some takes. We're going to bring you some takes, as we always do, folks, on the Super Bowl. We'll talk Stephen A. We'll talk Kelly Graves' job status and some other uh, fun topics throughout the show. Uh, maybe circle back on, on Subway as, as our boy John Dunn has chimed back in with some, with some Subway takes. But um, the primary topic today will be the Super Bowl. I'm, I have a little bit of a flu. It's, it's, a, it's a flu game. I'm not tapping out like Tiger at Genesis this weekend. I'm going strong. What's going on over there, Big Tony? GP, how we doing, man? Uh, we, we had to get on by, by any means necessary, man. We... We're, we're about a, a week after the Super Bowl here. No no excuses, folks. We're delivering you the content, albeit a little bit tardy. That's that's on us. We'll be better. But I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're a San Francisco 49er fan, you might want to listen to Caller Daddy instead of this episode. <laughs> Change the channel, folks, because you are not going to like what we're going to have to say. <laughs> it, it was almost disaster for Big Tony. He almost had to, had to pack everything up in a burlap sack and move to Sudan. But, but. Mahomes did some serious goat shit. I believe it was three straight go-ahead drives. Granted, they were field goals, but go-ahead drives by by the Niners. Well, I think one of them was a touchdown, actually. And 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 then Mahomes found a way to respond. Uh, fourth quarter in OT, and Tony, it was almost it, it had been a slightly rough stretch for for you sports wise. Uh, you know, I I know you're a big anti Michigan anti Harbaugh guy, so that was tough. And then the Niners were they're they're an amazing team, and they were playing really well. Um, but I mean, first of all, before we even get into the X's and O's, just how relieved are you that you don't have to buy a one-way ticket to, uh, somewhere <laughs> where the sun don't shine? Yeah, I was on Zillow admittedly in that fourth quarter <laughs> when it was looking a little bit dark. Uh, I was on Zillow looking for some property in Bangladesh. I was trying to, to do that feature where, you know, you click like 3d virtual tour and get in touch with an agent. I was having a bit of an issue there with the language barrier, but, um, it, it was uh, it was close, man. I was I was an overtime coin flip away from selling my place and packing my shit and moving to a, a country that you've never heard of. Uh, but then came Patrick Mahomes. I screamed when the Chiefs scored that touchdown. You can ask my girlfriend Katie. I was running around her place screaming like a madman. I opened up the window and I shouted to the Himalayas. I said, "Bang, bang, Niner Gang!" <laughs> For all of Oahu, Hawaii to hear me. We needed that content on IG Live or on Twitter or something. Just a video of you screaming that. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, how nervous were you? Like, the, the Niners led. They were up 10 nothing. They led most of the game. And we've, we've seen the stats by now of, like, 
all other QBs in Super Bowl history trailing by double digits. They're like two and forty-eight or whatever it is. I believe Tom Brady is two and one, and then now Mahomes is three and one. But obviously, Mahomes is is doing some goat shit. He he might he might like uh, he might really be the goat, and certainly looks like he's on his way to. Uh, but even still, you know, especially if McCaffrey doesn't fumble. Granted, Pacheco had a bad fumble as well. Um, but there was also a weird like punt that came from the sky and hit a niner in the ankle that quite frankly i don't think that's like an x's and o's thing that's just like unlucky um how i mean what was your what was your level of nervousness like throughout this one i was tight i was and the biggest reason why i was so nervous about this game was it felt like the niners had sold their soul to win this title (laughs) they have not been able to win the big one in our lifetime they have not been able to win the big one they couldn't get it done with hard fraud they cannot get it done with fitted cap flat brim Shanahan and I firmly believe that they are cursed but it felt like this year with the win over the Packers which they had no business winning the comeback against the Lions which if you simulate that game after halftime they probably win one out of a thousand times and then with and then with the Chiefs game oh the first half just made me so sick I really felt like the Niners had sold their soul and given everything up in exchange for a win this year and they still couldn't get it done You know when Barkley went on that Phoenix Suns rant, that legend now legendary yeah, the, the rant. Nach- the, yeah, the nachos are stale, the sodas flat. Yeah, the cheerleaders are ugly. All, all that whole nine yards. It yeah. kind of feels like I'm Ernie Johnson right now, and I should be like, <laughs> Tony, do you feel like you got a couple things off your off your chest <laughs> that have been sitting there for a couple of couple of weeks, and and now you got them off your chest? Oh. Yeah, like I told you uh, a few weeks ago when we did our last pot or whenever that was, the Niners have been a thorn in my side since I've been alive. Lately, they have been the fly that the horse cannot whip with its tail that keeps buzzing around my ass. So I am beyond happy and relieved to have them out of here this year. And a Super Bowl loss, too, is just a cherry on top of the Sunday there, Clark. Yeah. That's real yeah, nice. Yeah, no. So it was a, it was a it was a great game. Uh, by the way, our ratings we may have broken the internet if uh, you if you if the Niners did. Um, uh, I got so my... many text messages from our last episode that that was our best show ever. And that was that was before the Super Bowl was played out. Yeah, yeah. No, your Niners stuff is is carrying it. There's no doubt. It's the highlight of the pod at the moment. Um, I say my breakdown of like, so I was rooting for the Niners in this game. My breakdown of why would be like, I would say like 60%. I like the Ducks on the team. Armstead had an amazing game. We got Diamador Lenore on there. They're also West Coast. Uh, Mom grew up in Santa Cruz in a Niner family. Like all of that was definitely a strong reason. I would say another like 20% would be, I didn't want the Chiefs to win. And I'm a Mahomes guy. I got a lot of respect, like the guy, whatever. I don't think he uh, does anything wrong. But, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm rooting for the Chargers because Herbert's in that division. And it's like, all right, it's like I've seen this a hundred times. A little bit sick of it. Not 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 sick of watching him be great, but just sick of the Chiefs a little bit. Um, And then the other 20% <laughs> was to see you get on here and, be, and have to have to face the music um <laughs> and beyond his face the music like just have some fun with it obviously but like um you you survive either way this is still funny content but you you survived i don't know i it would have been like pulling teeth getting you back on here at the niners had the niners won okay so i survived again 
And now this is the better part of a decade where the Santa Clara 49ers have not been able to win the big one. And they have been dangerously close. What is this? Three Super Bowls, six NFC Championship games? Do I have that right? In the last, like, 13, 14 years? Definitely three Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, what, what what is it, Chief? Are they cursed? Are the 49ers cursed? <clears throat> I mean, uh, I just think they... I mean, do they've had Kaepernick, Jimmy G, and Brock Purdy in those three Super Bowls. <laughs> I think well, that's kind of the there difference. People, there are some people that, that are saying that Kaepernick might still come back. <laughs> he might. You never know. Um, can't rule it out. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Cursed, I, I I have seen that, like, kind of a prevailing... I don't know if I've seen that from... Maybe just because I've seen that from you a lot, but, like, I feel like I have seen that. I don't really get the curse thing. What are, what are they... I mean, were they... Okay, because, were they so, because, because they how, had some goats back in the day? No, 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 no. Because how, how, how else would you explain a team coming this close all of these times and never winning the big... Dude, this would be like if the Warriors didn't win a title in their last decade plus of dominance. Like, could you imagine that if the Warriors just went all those years and somehow didn't win a ring? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a solid analogy, but like they, those guys had like, obviously a couple of historically great players and these guys, the Niners have been loaded too, though. No, 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 I I was going to say, no, oh, for sure. But I was going to say quarterback just means so damn much in, in the league. And they haven't had historically great players there, but I see, I see what you're saying. So you're just saying, cause they've got so close and haven't won it. There's some kind of curse on them. I mean, what, what, like this is almost unprecedented in football. The only other example that's somehow worse is when the bills lost four straight yeah. Super Bowls. Other than that, this doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That's a curse for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love the word curse. It is funny. It like, it like uh, illuminates like a conspiracy theory vibe. I think, um, nah, man, I think they're just really well coached and their quarterback just hasn't been able to win it for them. I mean, candidly, it's like, dude, they lost to Mahomes. Like, Shanahan's lost two Super Bowls, both to Mahomes. You know? It's like, he had Jimmy G, they had Mahomes. He had Brock, they had Mahomes. And by the way, like, to talk X's and O's about the Super Bowl, I thought Brock Purdy was pretty solid. Um, I think, I think, you know, Value wise, like he's making what, like a million dollars a year or something like that. Like fifteen he, an hour. That's like that's like the best fifteen an hour QB you can really have, pretty much. I mean, um, he played pretty well. I mean, like Chris Jones got through on that one like key play down the stretch where if like he doesn't get through, and I think one of the Niners O linemen they put it on Bleacher Report or something said like, yeah, I just whiffed on that block. Like, and granted, it is Chris Jones who's like probably a Hall of Famer at this point, but. Like, dude, if they just hold on that block, that I don't know if you, you want to play. I'm talking about where IU because then they yeah, was yeah, like yeah. wide open. Like, yeah. I I think Brock probably sees him if Chris Jones gets blocked properly. Um, so yeah, I thought he I thought he played pretty well. I thought the game was really well coached. There was like there was a couple of fluky plays that went the Chiefs' way, but then like I say, Pacheco fumbled, and that obviously went the Niners' way. So it was just an amazing game, man. It's like an amazing game, Mahomes. You know, there's this thing about Mahomes, like even in the Ravens game, people were pointing back. I think there was a stat that said the Chiefs went 17 straight offensive drives without a touchdown in the Ravens between the Ravens game and the Super Bowl. Um, But like, and that's true. 
and and to be fair, Mahomes like has like obviously has Kelsey, but besides that, like Rasheed Rice or whatever ended up being their best player. Kadarius Tony, healthy scratch, by the way, which I I looked like two weeks, three weeks ago at the stats before this because I was like, what's why is everyone bad mouthing Kadarius Tony? Uh, obviously, he lined up offsides, but like then I saw he's like twelfth on the team in receiving yards. Like he hasn't done shit this year. Um, no, and, and like, you think about him as like being like a very solid player, at least I do. Cause he's got speed and all that. But, um, anyways, long story short, it was just, yeah, great game. Mahomes doing Mahomes shit. And like back to their, like, you know, them, like not being able to score a TD on 17 straight drives. There was a lot of that Ravens game where they were kind of just managing the game. Like they were like, all right, dude, our defense is balling. Like Mahomes kind of is going to score like when he needs to score. Like if the Ravens had tied it up at seventeen, Mahomes leads him to a to a field goal game winning field goal drive. I can almost guarantee it. Um, by the way, if Butker, uh, granted it's a chip shot, but if Butker whiffs on that like thirty yarder, they lose they lose the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Um, so Butker had a great game for for the Chiefs too. Dude, Butker is totally him. My God, he, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he has been probably outside of Tucker. And I think he actually has better stats than Tucker if you learn cert, like look at certain metrics over certain time frames. He's freaking incredible, dude. That guy never misses. And he hits clutch kicks in all kinds of different weather conditions. So shout out to him for sure. He was a big piece of why they won. Um, I got a couple of different takes here, different avenues that I want to go. Um, so. We always talk about the Cowboys and how disappointing they are in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, Stephen A. comes on first take. He's got the Cowboy hat. The media, social media, everyone loves dumping on the Cowboys, right? Skip does the the jerseys into the trash. Yeah, yeah. Which, dude, by the way, at this point, like, you know his wife is sick of filming those videos, right? <laughs> Come on, man. It's in their kitchen, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know he pulls one. those out as soon as the video's out. <laughs> Yeah, and he does it like six times a year now, man, because they're like they're losing six games a year at least. <laughs> so my point is this. For as much shit as we give the Cowboys, you know that the Cowboys have won a Super Bowl more recently than the Niners have? Yeah, I did see that. Yep. So are are we we're not we're not giving the Niners a pass for this one, right? Like at this point, the Niners are the new Cowboys with how much no. they're choking in the no. Uh, no no hold on hold on <laughs> you said it was my do you feel, like, do you feel like you got something off your chest tonight chuck <laughs> you know that my turn clip skip like slams the table <laughs> and shit and shannon's like laughing and pointing oh it's good, it's good stuff, man. Uh, skip needs help skip needs He's serious help needs, but think about it for as much shit as we give the cowboys <laughs> we got to start giving the same energy towards the niners right it's it's a hilarious take. I'll disagree with it, but it's a it's a it's a funny, entertaining take. No, because dude, the Niners are like getting packed up at home by like Jordan Love. Like they're losing to Jimmy G at home. There's some there's some Cowboys. Set that, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Yeah, saying. there's okay, some set yeah. the Niners have more wins in the Cowboys stadium than the Cowboys do in the playoffs in the last twenty years. Yeah, so I, think by, I think by that stat alone, we can't put them in the Cowboys category plus that at least they've made a couple they've made yeah definitely at least three super bowls one with with harbaugh two with with shanahan uh dude the cowboys haven't sniffed a super bowl in a while okay but again this is 30 years going now for the santa clara 49ers and they can't win the big one they cannot win the big one 
I mean, if yeah, if the if the big one is the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, they've won some big games, like the NFC title games have been big games. But um, if you only consider the big one the Super Bowl, then that's that's technically true. <laughs> yeah, and it's a funny take. I would keep smashing that. And the Santa Clara Forty Niners, Forty Niners is funny too. <laughs> well, okay, they are the Santa Clara Forty. There's there's no argument against that one. Do you still call the Oakland yeah. Raiders the Oakland Raiders? You still call the San Diego Chargers the San Diego Chargers? No, they moved. So why yeah. are we still calling them the San Francisco 49ers? Santa Clara is nowhere near San Francisco. Nowhere near. They should either be the Santa Clara 49ers or the Silicon Valley 49ers. And enough with the Bang Bang Niner game. There are no gangs in Silicon Valley. There are no gangs in Santa Clara. That is one of the richest zip codes in the country. It is. There are no gangs. Can we stop with the Bang Bang? That's like they're in Compton. Yeah. Like what are, the, are these the Compton Niners? The the the, the the Detroit Niners? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. Oakland, Oakland goes hard in those hills. There's no hills that go hard in Santa Clara. I, yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from. As, as someone who's who's Oakland grown, I think that's maybe where that's coming from, right? Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, what, bang, bang, nine, E-40s <laughs> out there singing it, too. <laughs> you got tech, you got te- you got tech executives in the suites yelling bang, bang, Niner <laughs> They don't know what a they don't know what a what a what a button pattern is, and they're yelling "Bang Bang Niner Gang." <laughs> oh, oh, Come on, man. man! It is it oh. is funny. I've seen that stadium. I have I been there. I don't think I've been there. Oh but... yeah, you've been there for at least a Pac-12 championship game, right? <laughs> maybe maybe I have. I know that's where they used to have the Pac-12 title games. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's like far and like like a suburban almost it's like nothing to do with the city like candlestick was dope that that was in the city um but this one is is not it's good that they moved the warriors arena if they had to move it to uh at least it's like downtown in the city um so they're so they're actually san francisco um yeah no i feel you man i feel you chuck i think you got some things off your chest here (laughs) i got a few more though hold on we're we're, we're not we're not closing down this bar before two we're staying open tonight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, get it. So get Shan- another pitcher. Is so a Shanahan's your guy, Chief? This is now three straight yes. times he's crapped his shorts in the big one. <laughs> three straight times he's blown the lead. The twenty-eight to three blown lead is the OC against the Patriots when he was the OC for the Falcons. The double-digit lead that he blew against Mahomes the first time, and then another double-digit lead he blew against Mahomes mm. on this past Sunday. Mm. Is it Shanahan who can't win the big one, Chief? <laughs> Oh, good question. I, I, um, I look at it like Mahomes is just doing some goat shit. Like, like if you look at like, like obviously the Belichick versus Brady things hilarious in favor of Brady now. Like, I think it was like kind of an argument at, at one point. It was like, ah, dude, who needs, who needs the other guy more? Like, yeah, it's probably like 60, 40 Brady. Right. And now it's like, no, it's like 95, five Brady. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think uh, I think Mahomes. It, there's really no shame in losing to Mahomes in the Super Bowl, man. I mean, he's just crazy good. Um, they were up double digits both times, and man, I I think if you I think if Shanahan had Mahomes and Reed had Purdy, I think the Niners I think the Niners win. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's a Shanahan thing. I think he coached a really good game. They were up three straight possessions late and in overtime and then their defense couldn't get a stop and they fired their DC like right away. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe the first, maybe the Falcons thing was a choke. 
Um, I mean, it was definitely a choke. I don't know how much you really put that on him. Matt Ryan got sacked twice. I remember that possession took two really bad sacks. Um, but the last two times it's pretty much just been Mahomes doing some crazy shit, man. Mahomes is just, it's kind of like, it's so crazy. Like dude, growing up, this is, this is like the biggest point I wanted to bring up about this whole thing is so Tom Brady was the best quarterback, but like, damn, you could have made an argument that Peyton Manning was the best quarterback for a while. Not talking legacy, but like regular season or just like high level of play, like plenty of years you could have said Peyton was the best quarterback in the league. Um, couple times, maybe even Drew Brees. Um, one or two other times, Big Ben. Or like at least like, hey, Big Ben won the title. Um, Rodgers too. Rodgers, Rodgers. Now it's like, who the hell is the second best quarterback in the league? Like the gap between Mahomes and the rest of the league is so wild. It's to me, like the NBA comparison would be like 2012-ish LeBron where like Derrick Rose won the MVP and then LeBron killed him in the playoffs and won the title. Like there's such a huge gap between the best player and the second best player right now. And that's not even like a diss to Josh Allen or Lamar or whoever the hell you want to put at number two. It's just like Mahomes is that good, man. But I was told that Joe Burrow, Joe Burr was, <laughs> was better than Mahomes last year. Hold on. I, I swear someone said that. <laughs> Who was that? There was a lot of that going on, wasn't there? There's a, there a lot of that rah-rah. And then that mayor tried to say that Joe Burrow was Mahomes' <laughs> father. <laughs> that was a total rah-rah guy of the week, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Zach Taylor um, and Burrow were like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't sign mind? off on this. <laughs> yeah, that was totally fake tough, dude. Yeah, the so, Bengals, the bang, the Bengals, uh, people got way in over there. They crowned the Bengals before they ever won a title. They still haven't yeah. won a title. Yeah, and they're not going to win a title, dude. And they're, and <laughs> yeah. they're not going to win a title. So you, you don't you don't think that... Let, let's do a blame pie here. Let's do a blame pie for the Super Bowl. <laughs> give me your Give me your percentages for why the Niners lost whose fault on the Niners organization was it? And what percentage did they have? Um, if you have to, if you have to blame just Niners people, not like Niners homes, the praise. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> that's too far. That's too easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously, obviously Mahomes <laughs> is incredible and you, you let, you let the game when you drive. Um, okay. I would say, I mean, even though their D-line played pretty damn well that game, I know that their passing defense is like 20th in the league or something. wasn't that good. I, I think do think their corners are a little overrated. Uh, shout out to, to Lenore, though, fellow duck. Um, I would say like their, uh, you know, I would say like their DC slash defensive players, 70%, even though they did okay. a great job for most of the game. They really did. Uh, but obviously in like the three biggest drives that they had a chance to stop them, they didn't. Um, and then... You know, Purdy not being elite, even though I like Purdy, I think he should get paid. Uh, not not paid like big, big, big money, but he's good enough. I would say 20% of, of that. And then honestly, man, maybe like 5% that fluky-ass fumble that hit that Niners player, and then the Chiefs scored on like the next play, and then 5% like the coaching staff. I thought, I thought the coaches did a pretty good job. I think it was a pretty even game. Even though they didn't tell their players what the overtime rules were? Um, was that real? Yeah, that's real. All Based those on, Niner players, all what? those all, uh, post-game press conferences with all the Niners players saying that they didn't know what the overtime rules were before they were announced at the coin toss. 
so, yeah. so they weren't so they weren't prepared at all where the chiefs had like all these months of preparation and presentations and film and everything to break down what they were going to do well the only the only difference was um was what happened at the end where the touchdown over the field goal wins it with the fact that it's a brand new game, right? Like it, like they would have like, for example, that's obviously why the chiefs didn't call a timeout with three seconds left in the first quarter, because they would have just, they would have just rolled into the second quarter. So like that's, I think that's pretty much the only difference to my, to my knowledge. So I don't know how that would have really affected the game. Shanahan's perspective. Shanahan said like we wanted the ball third so that if it was tied and we score a touchdown, then we win the game. So I think it's just a matter of like personal preference. I probably would have not let Mahomes touch the ball first either. <laughs> but because um, the the nice part about that man is if they stopped them on that fourth and one, obviously they didn't. Mahomes ran a little, uh, uh, you know, like play action, little option situation, and ran for the first down. But like if they they put a lot of pressure on the Chiefs on that one play, it's like hey, if you don't get this first down, the game's over. Um, so I think there's, I, I think, I don't really think there was like a perfect way to look at it. Like, would you have given Mahomes the ball first? Uh, I would have, yeah, man, I would have given him the ball first. Cause I don't want him to have four downs on the second possession, no matter what, right? Like, even if you score a touchdown, the chiefs even said afterwards they were going for two, but yeah. that, so those overtime rules were drastically different, man. Each team gets a possession, no matter what, unlike traditionally where, no, that's that's uh, how it is now. They changed that like two years ago. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So that so the Niners players were you can like catch them on the mic'd up saying like, oh, like no, they get a position no matter what. And then afterwards talking about how they didn't even know it that that was going to be the difference. Um, and then obviously there's the clock thing too with the quarters instead of the end of the time running out, like you alluded to. So the Chiefs were the ones that were actually prepared to play that game in overtime, and the Niners they they had no idea what was going on. I don't understand. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, they obviously tried to score a touchdown. Like, how would that have changed? How would that have changed what they did on offense? Like, they were obviously trying to score a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's some of the- that's the thing that, like, I get the quarter thing, maybe, if someone, like, didn't, wasn't, like, privy enough to the rules where they didn't know there was going to be a new quarter. But, like, I don't really see how that changes what you do. At that point, to me, it's just coaching preference. Like, do you want the ball first or second because of X, Y, Z? And there's, like, a couple different ways to look at it i don't know what the perfect answer is but yeah i mean i i don't think that anyone in the right mind would give mahomes four downs on that second possession hmm. okay i so you think what you think they you think they would have punted you think the chiefs would have punted on like fourth and half a yard not fourth and half a yard depending uh, it depends on where the field position was it's about fourth and one from like the 40 i think yeah on their, their own 40 they probably, probably would have gone for it. Probably not in that situation. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't like no I still haven't gotten a good explanation of why that was a big factor. I mean, the Chiefs knew that they was gonna roll to like a second quarter, but like I the the who got the ball first thing, I mean, I guess I would like I, I hindsight's twenty twenty. I I guess you could you could lean giving Mahomes the ball first. I I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, dude. I still think he was going to score a touchdown where they had the ball first or second. Like he's just he's just a magic man. That so that's what I would chalk it up to is like, dude, Mahomes is just he's magic. <laughs> yeah, and Shanahan can't win the big one. <laughs> you feel like you got something still, off your chest tonight, Chuck? <laughs> now you're now you're still Shanahan over Tomlin. Just want to make sure. 
I'm going to have to think about that one after this year with how good of a job Tomlin did and how bad of a job Shanahan did. Um, oh, I'll, I'll, have, I'll, have to get back, I'll have to get back to you on that one. That is, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> you, you know what I've seen Tomlin do? He's, he's, he's really good at blaming. So three years ago, it was like the O-line's fault. Two years ago, it was like a rookie quarterback. This year, it was their OC who they fired. Um, he's like really got the blaming thing mastered. It's like never his fault that their quarterback situation hasn't been good. It's never his fault that their O-line can't have a decent running game. <laughs> whatever that problem has been the last couple of years. I think maybe they had a good running game this year, but not the last two years, whatever the case. Like he's really getting good at that. He's getting good at the blame thing. Um, so yeah, yeah they should get, extend get, him get for sure. Good at those non-losing seasons too. We got 17 a record straight yeah. non-losing seasons uh, and two Super Bowls. So, so Tomlin does win the big one. Important when, to note, folks. When was the last? This is a serious question. When was the last time they were I'm trying to remember? I think it was 2014 or 2015. They were like a relevant franchise in the NFL. I think it was 2015 when they lost to Bortles and the Jags. So I think no, it's been almost. I think it's been a decade since they've played in like a big playoff game. I could be wrong. No, it I'm trying, no I'm trying 20, to 2017 they went 13 and three. 2020 they went 12 and four. What was their playoff game though? I don't remember. It it certainly wasn't a win. I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to look it up. My my point is, I don't think they've won a big playoff game. And by big, I mean like, um. AFC title game or above, which is obviously challenging to do. But if you're comparing him to Shanahan, who like all that guy does basically is make NFC title games. Um, it's a tough comparison. So would you rather have um, Tomlin? I'd rather have Tomlin's career for sure. Over Shanahan. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. It's not even close. Really? His career? Well, I think, I mean, Shanahan just turned 44, I think. So... He's probably got like 20 years of coaching left if we want. I, I think that's kind of like an incomplete response. We'll, we'll see what Shanahan does in the next like 20 years. Um, hopefully he gets a Hall of Fame-ish quarterback like Big Ben because the fact that he took Jimmy G and Purdy to the Super Bowl, to, in, in my opinion, I think most people's opinions, is crazy impressive. Um, Tony, we got a couple other things to talk about. Do you have any more Super Bowl or Niners thoughts? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh okay. <laughs> You got a couple of things to get off your chest now. Um, so Fred Warner on, by the way, go, go back and watch the mic'd up dude. Absolute crack. NFL films does such a good job with that. Uh, Fred Warner on the mic'd up can be seen talking about how Kelsey's not built for this after his slow first half start. Uh, folks, Travis Kelsey's absolutely built for this. Um, he torched the Niners, including he torched Warner on one of the last plays of regulation to get them into even closer field goal range. I think Travis Kelsey ended up with like nine catches, 90 yards, something like that. Yeah. Nine catches, 93 yards, uh, torched Fred Warner on multiple possessions. So that was a hilarious, fake, tough, not true statement. And then if you go back and watch, um, I think it was Greenlaw. No, it wasn't Greenlaw. It was a couple of the defenders after they'd picked off Mahomes saying he's just a regular quarterback, man. He's just a regular quarterback. Oh, that's also hilarious too, dude. The the Niners, man, they're they're subway tuna. They're false bravado. They they've been they've been trooping all season long and calling 
Travis Kelsey not built for it and Pat Mahomes a regular quarterback is just hysterical content, dude. <laughs> it is hysterical <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing that uh well cuz I mean they so what they held they held Kelsey to one catch for 9 yards I think in the first half. So they were they were locking his ass down in the first half. The biggest the, one of the biggest plays was when he just smoked Warner off the line of scrimmage. And I think the possession where they kicked the, the game-tying field goal to send it to overtime, it was like a 20, 30-yard gain. And instead of like a potentially Butker, like 45-yarder to tie it, which is very missable, he got to kick a chip shot. Um, so that was a huge play. That was one of the biggest plays in the game. Um, that green line injury sucked. That was another unlucky thing for the Niners is that he popped his Achilles walking onto the field because he's probably their third best player on defense. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was it. The Niners are dead, folks. They're dead. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to check back on them next year to see if they can uh can get their way back to the the big one and lose again. But odds are tougher <laughs> NFC West. No more Satan magic. But they'll probably take a step back. And you, most importantly, are are gonna fly back to San Diego and not not South Sudan. <laughs> uh, Bangladesh. I think I was looking those real estate those real estate prices out there are very affordable. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So we got a couple other things. We got we got Kelly Graves. We got a Subway tuna check in. Um. Where, where do you want to go next? Choose your own adventure here, Tony. Yeah, you you can kick it off, man. Either one of those. Go go for it. I want to. I I actually want to bring in this Jay Williams take. Have you heard this Jay Williams on Caitlin Clark take? Is this the one where he says that she's not great? This is. You got okay, the right yeah. one. Yeah, go for it. All right, here we go. I'll play the clip. It's like a. It's like a minute long. This is on that ESPN College Game Day, like the basketball version of it. I think she is the Stephen Curry of women's college basketball. I think she has changed the dynamics of the way the game is played. I think the way she plays, the pizzazz, is like she's probably the most prolific scorer the game of basketball has ever seen. Unmatched. I am I am unwilling, and maybe it's more the, the Kobe mentorship around me. To say this part is super fake tough. That she is great yet. I think she is the most prolific scorer the game has ever seen. I hold great or the levels of immortality or the pantheon to when you win championships. I'm just be that's just me. So Diane Taurasi, when you win three consecutive championships, two-time national player of the year, it has to it has to culminate with the chip. It has to. I mean, Brianna Stewart, if we're talking about GOAT legends of the game, she's won four chips. Four chips, multiple national players of the year. So I'm not saying that she's not at a high, high, high level, but for it to go to the states of immortality, in my opinion, it has to culminate with your team winning a championship. So that was there was so much rah rah there. I mean, he was basically comparing her to to Brianna Stewart, but then saying because she didn't win the title, it's like saying some great quarterback for Texas Tech, Mahomes, isn't great because he didn't win the title because he didn't basically he didn't play for Alabama or Georgia or whoever was stacked at the time. Um, it just it was just it was obviously a fake tough take, bad take, and like why even why even say that like. Like she just set the all obviously the reason they're talking about her among other things she's a great player and she just set the all time scoring record past Kelsey Plum. It's like, <laughs> well, like why why even say that? And it's just it's a it's a bad take. So there's our save the industry segment of the week. I don't know to get some clicks, be controversial, be the one dude that's saying that right when everyone else is praising her because there's no yeah. other rational explanation. Um, 
this is weird, dude. I mean, the Brianna Stewart thing too. What? Like she played for Prime UConn, where I think that they went four years in a row with winning, with by far the best roster in in women's college basketball. She plays for Iowa, dude. No one else on her team is even like remotely in the same category of elite. And she carried Iowa to the national title game recently. Um, and she's just carrying. Yeah, she's carrying. Not. It's not like she has Paige Beckers or whomever else was on those Stewart teams. Like, yeah, I mean, um. That was totally fake. Tough to say. Maybe it's the Kobe training in me. I was like, "What? What? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that that, um, that didn't that didn't make a lot of sense, man. Come on." Um, the other thing, Tony, is we're getting some texts here from from listeners saying Kelly Graves is making eight hundred grand a year while Oregon's losing by thirty five to USC. Granted, USC's got a sick ass player, but they're or Oregon Oregon women's basketball is what we're talking about now. They're getting pounded this year. It wasn't long ago where they had Sabrina Inescu, Ruthie Hebert, Satu Sabley on the same team. I covered that team back in my KVAL days. Shout out to KVAL. Um, it's a great team. Made the Final Four, and then COVID hit. Sucked. Could have won the Natty. Sabrina was the number one pick, player of the year. You guys know the story. But now Kelly Graves is getting asked about his job security. Quote, that's the first time that's ever been raised. If you want, I could give you a history lesson. It's been a pretty good run. Another quote. The bar was set the last 10 years. We've been there and we can get back there. Um, I know, I know KG, Kelly Graves, a little bit from being in the local media. Super nice dude. Back, especially back then when I was in the media, we, we would text every now and then for sure. He's a really nice guy. Um, I'm not going to be the guy that slams my, 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 that goes skip Bayless and slams and says you should be fired or anything like that. But um, what do you think about what, what the heck's going on with Oregon women's basketball, Tony? Okay, 11 and 16 overall this year. They've lost nine in a row. They're two and 12 in the conference, which is dead last. Um, they didn't make the tournament last year. They have been on a steep decline since Sabrina left the program, which, I mean, obvious, uh, one of the goats for women's basketball. But, but still, nonetheless, I think the issue is that Kelly Graves earned that contract from Sabrina Ionescu and how well she played and the level that she um was able to provide for that university and the the talent that she elevated around her. So that's a bit tough, man. Um, I think the question's fair from the reporter. When you're dead last in the conference and you've lost nine straight, but yet you're making more money than Will Stein is, you're making over a million dollars a year, you have a $10.85 million contract. I think that's a fair question, man. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to like pound my fist on the table and say that he should be fired. But at the same time, that is a very fair question. You can't be sensitive about that. Yeah, totally fair question. Um, and we'll shout out the Jay Ryan. Got Ryan T. Clark checking in from the Oregonian. Never heard of this cat, but it looks like he's maybe the one asking the questions. Um, the, the other thing I'll say too, and I don't, I don't mean this in 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 any kind of a way other than financially speaking. Like, uh, if you're not the head coach of the football program or the men's basketball program, those are the two revenue producing sports in in major collegiate athletics why are you making like a million a year? There are exceptions. Uh, Gino, obviously an exception. What is he won? Like seven natties, 11 natties, something, something stupid. He's obviously like the goat, goat, goat. Um, you know, there was Pat summit back in the day. She probably wasn't making that money, but, um, RIP there's the, the coach at LSU forget her name. She's the psycho lady, but she does a good job. Um, uh, Don Staley, South Carolina, very good coach. Looks like South Carolina is consistently great, but like, if you're not producing revenue, man, like why are these like 
why are these coaches making this much money? It doesn't make any sense. Like they're like, they should like respectfully, they should be making like, I don't know, a hundred G's, 200 G's. Like if you're, if the program loses money, um, I mean, I guess I could hear some kind of argument on why it looks good for the marketing of the athletic department to have a good women's basketball program. And I don't, don't deny that, but the, the salaries are a bit too exorbitant in the women's college basketball game. If you ask me. Yeah, I think it's a fair take. I'm with you. Um, and that goes for like college baseball and other things too. Um, so there's your KG, <laughs> there's your KG, uh, what was your nickname for him? Do you want to throw that out there? <laughs> hey man, I just want to see that team do well. I want to see <laughs> I want I want to see I want to see them not be dead last in the conference and I want to see them continue the legacy that Sabrina brought them because she did everything for that program, man. Man, Sabrina, I'm I'm not kidding. That's one of the best just pure hoopers I've ever seen. She was so sick to watch in person. Um and that Sabrina Steph thing was was incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. Um, good for her for it sounded like that was her idea. It's a really good marketing idea by her and and Uncle Phil. Um, all right, as we keep it moving, Tony, what else you got? You got you got anything um on Subway Tuna or any outside takes? No, I'll, I'll leave Subway alone for for today's episode. Um, but Stephen A. Smith, real quick, Chief. Um, that's right. I read his autobiography. It's entertaining, like he is. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but. Uh, there, there are some, there are some points in that book and where I, I left scratching my head saying, now, did that really happen? Uh, to be fair, Stephen A is not the first or the last person to lie in their autobiography. I I read a lot of autobiographies. I love that genre. It's my favorite genre. There's some wild stories in some of these and everyone tries to make themselves look cooler than they are. But Stephen A, Stephen A talks about how he went to an open tryout for division two Winston-Salem state and hit 17 three-pointers in a row, and then earned a full scholarship after that tryout. Let me say that again. Stephen A. talked about how he hit 17 three-point field goals in a row in an open tryout in front of the coach with actual basketball players, collegiate basketball players, trying to guard him. And then he earned a a full-ride scholarship after that. There is no way in hell that happened. I'm telling you right now, there is no chance that happened. 17 three-pointers in an open gym with someone rebounding for him? Maybe. I would believe that. But in a real game where people are guarding you, that did not happen. And why lie about that? That's such a weird thing to lie about. I don't know, man. A lot of these guys are all triggered about their their hoops credibility. Um, Yeah, that is wild. I saw some funny content of him shooting hoops in a suit at the uh, all-star weekend. And then he, he also slipped on a floorboard and hit the deck pretty hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Went to the hospital. Yeah. Apparently he did. Um, but yeah, no, that is odd. So that Stephen a biography uh, biography is not getting thumbs up from big Tony. No, it, it was a, it was a great book. Very entertaining. Just a lot of parts in there where you got to wonder, man, did you really <laughs> I, need to lie about this? I was going to say, did you catch yourself? Every other chapter or so being like, I did this. What am I reading? Did this really happen? Yeah, man. And I I mean, I think everyone knows at this point that Stephen A embellishes for a living. Um, But 17 is a living. I know. But 17 is a flat out lie. A flat out (laughs) lie, man. As someone that's played basketball their entire life at a pretty high level. That does not happen. (laughs) No. In a real game with people playing defense on you. No, it does not happen. 
I, we need you to look Stephen A in his eye. We'll get Stephen A on this show sometime. Well, we need we need you to look Stephen A in his eye and, and tell him that, that didn't happen. That would be amazing content. Well, he went on part of my take, and Big Cat asked him that to his face, and he lied to Big Cat and, and PFT and said that it happened. Did they Big J follow up about it? Were they like no? no they chance. didn't. They were just they were just laughing, saying like, "Man, that's incredible." You know, they were they were kind of they're fanboying afterwards, but like, <laughs> dude, that didn't happen. It yeah. didn't happen. Man, some of the, some of this Barstool content recently has been kind of funny, dude. Pat Bev flying flying in. Well, he plays for Milwaukee now, but Pat Bev going to the Chicago office to help them with that forty-one free throw challenge or whatever. Um, that that Mantis, was funny. That Mantis kid out there hooping, Jersey Jerry on the golf simulator, and then just like throwing up everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, God, those guys are pretty funny. Yeah, okay. So Stephen A. Certified liar. Um, oh, we had the. Um, Never forget when Clemson QB Taj Boyd was on the air with his study partners. This is this is pretty funny. Let me just punch this real quick. Oh man, I'm at a I'm at a dorm room right now. I can't ready for this test tomorrow. So now can we can we get a look at some of your study partners real Danny quick? Danny Cannell. <laughs> there we go. Let's see what's yeah. going on. See who's helping you study over there. Oh, <laughs> there we go. You know what? We we got a bad connection. Let me get your phone number there on the left, just in case we get cut off. Todd, you better warn your girls about Reese. He's gonna try to hit them all up on Facebook. So tell them, don't friend Reese. Which one of those? Which one of them taking the test for him? (laughs) Dude, that guy was a dog. That Reese guy. Saying like asking for number. That guy's like forty in this in this video. Asking for their numbers. Oh. God, good times. That show is called Unite, by the way. I actually do remember that show briefly. It's the first time I saw Danny Cannell on, on an ESPN platform. That's funny stuff, man. God, college football is hilarious, isn't it? It is God. truly the funniest sport ever. It's the gift the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, we could have done a whole, I know you got to run, we could have done a whole Chip Kelly to Chip Kelly to Ohio State. That's just such a, dude, in 10 years oh, from now. bizarre, dude. Is, the same thing's going to happen now. In 10 years from now, Dan Lanning's going to be the D.C. of Georgia. That's just like that's it's probably something like that's gonna happen. Like where these coaches just recycle their careers. Bobby Petrino is back at Arkansas as the OC. Like these coaches just recycle. It's rinse and repeat. They all have nine lives, dude. It's insane. <laughs> Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl are head coaches at Auburn right now. Ain't nothing like it. And Rick Petino is the head coach of St. John's after coaching in Greece, I think. Yeah. Huh? These coaches just, they find, a, they weasel their way back in, dude. They find that program, and it's not hard in the SEC, but in general, they find that program that takes them back. Oh. All right, you got anything else to wrap up the show, Big Tony? Bang, bang. Bang, bang, Niner gang, folks. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. To all a good night. <laughs> That was like Christmas morning for you, wasn't it? When they, when they, when they the Chiefs hung on for dear life and then got the win. That so, <laughs> was close. To paint the picture for you, all week after the Niners lost, the social media content, the slander, the defaming, <laughs> it's like I'm at an all-you-can-eat buffet of the highest quality, and I'm not getting full. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, underdog, put put that on a t-shirt. Can we clip that? Can we clip that and send that one out? Oh, shit, that's good. Underdog, 
Oh man. And this stems from you being from Oakland, is that right? I'm trying like yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it yeah does. okay. It does, yeah. yeah. It's not a hard well, Harbaugh maybe pounded it and made it worse, but yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> hey, as long, oh, it's as funny. Long as it, it's kicking. great content. It's sensational. <laughs> as long as I'm still kicking, they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to croak before the Niners win the next Super Bowl. I was worried that – I was legitimately worried for your mental health if the Niners had won the ball on top of Michigan. I was going to give you a ring and make sure that I didn't need to fly into Hawaii and check on you. Yeah, well, you would have had to have flown to a country that had an airport that you've never heard of before <laughs> to find me. There'd be no Tony in the field. You'd be doing solo pods. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that Tony in Thailand working, scraping some dirt off some dishes in the back of that kitchen? Yeah, eating pad thai. Eating pad thai and living off the land out in Thailand. <laughs> oh, shit. That is good content. That is good it's content. Good stuff, man. It's always, always fun, man. Always a pleasure, Chief. It is. Oh, folks, we appreciate you listening as always. Glad we could uh, get this pot out real quick. For y'all, post Super Bowl pod 2024. Uh, we'll keep the content coming uh, in the coming weeks, as always. Thanks to our super loyal listeners, Pierce, John Dunn, Tevin, and the rest. And uh, keep the content coming. Keep sending us your your uh, suggestions. Shout out our guy Fredo Martinez as well. Um, Jeff Palmer, shout out. Jeff Palmer, another great listener. Um, appreciate you guys very much. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Tony in the Field.